0: Welcome to the Tech Arena, featuring authentic discussions between tech's leading innovators and our host, Allison Klein. Now, let's step into the arena. Welcome to the Tech Arena. My name is Allison Klein, and today we're coming to you from Memcon in Mountain View, California. I'm delighted to have Shashank Chavon, Vice President of In-Memory Data Technologies Group at Oracle with me. Welcome to the program.
1: Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So, Shashank, let's just get started and define what it means to be the vice president of the In-Memory Data Technologies Group and what purview you have with the company.
1: So, I uh, manage and lead a team of engineers and researchers working on the Oracle Database product uh, where we develop performance-critical and customer-visible features running in-memory technology. And I've been at Oracle for over 10 years now.
0: Mm-hmm. When you think about in-memory technologies, and I was preparing for this interview, it took me back to Oracle Times 10 systems and all of the innovation that happened maybe a decade plus ago to bring some esoteric designs into computing to drive databases into in-memory And really that was the first time that I'd ever heard of an in memory computing to begin with. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about that history in this space and why in memory has been such an important capability for your customers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Times 10 has been around for I think since the since the nineties. It was developed at HP. It's now part of Oracle. I think Oracle bought Times 10, I don't know how many years ago, maybe. Maybe ten years ago, maybe around that time frame. And Timestamp was one of the very first in-memory databases, as you mentioned. It's a you know hundred percent relational database where it is designed to you know give you very fast, low latency access. Um, and it was really again meant as it's a relational database. You got transactional processing, query processing. Um, and it's embedded in the application itself. And so MSAN is really sitting in this application tier where it's used in, in the financial sector and, and telecommunications, where low latency response times is, is critical. Uh, as I mentioned, that was one of the very first innovations in relational databases within memory and, you know, back in about 10, some years ago, maybe 15 years ago, you started seeing a push for in-memory columnar data engines in databases like SAP HANA and with Oracle, Oracle Database and Memory, that's the product that I work on. Um, and there we're, we're moving, again, in memory technologies into the database tier where your data is you know, kind of residing at rest, as well as where you, know, you are persisting your data. So it's not sitting close to the edge like uh, times 10 does. And it primarily came out of the need from where the industry was going, where industry was looking at being having real-time access to data. Um, And so accessing data over slower storage wasn't efficient, wasn't working for for the use cases, for the workloads that enterprises needed and need to this day. So enterprises need real-time access to data, um, and storing your data in memory enables that. So that's kind of been the history where things are and you, know, you couldn't have in-memory databases before in part because we didn't have the memory capacities that we have now. We didn't have the compute capacities that we have now. And also, as I mentioned, it's just an explosion of data now. And so real-time access to data is becoming more and more important.
0: Well, we're at Memcon, so I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about data availability and what we're seeing in databases When you look at how organizations are using their databases today and everybody's talking about more data, you just talked about it, more applications of data, where do you see this particular segment of application development and their customers seeking today that might be different than they were even five years ago?
1: So, as I mentioned, so they, customers, we believe, enterprise customers are basically real-time, you know, they want real-time access to data. They want it you know, immediately. An example is you know fraud detection. A customer you know is making a, a transaction with their credit cards, and immediately we need to determine if that's uh, if there's any fraud associated with that transaction. Um, and so that's real-time responses. and we feel that that capability is in many sectors, again, the financial sector, retail retail, communications, and so on. So that's one factor, which is to, you know, their workloads are also changing. Um, so nowadays customers have a variety of different types of workloads. It could be relational as we have, you know, or as we had in the past, but you also have machine learning workloads. You have graph-based workloads, document-based workloads. So we believe customers are looking for solutions across these different workloads. And one of the things that we find that customers want is they want a one-stop shop. They want to, we call it a converged database to reduce the complexity of the solution that they have and that they have to support. And so they want a single database like Oracle that will support all these different workloads And it reduces the complexity as well as reduce the cost. And to get the performance that they need, that's where these memory technologies come into place, the increase in, in compute capacities and so on that Oracle is trying to leverage.
0: Now, when you look at that landscape, tell me a little bit more about what Oracle is doing in terms of working with the industry on some of the emerging technologies that will push you further and looking at how they would apply to the data optimization itself. When you look at some of those technologies, um, you know, like CXL, for example, a topic at Memcon, will that require code changes to the database?
1: Good question. So, you know, CXL right now is still very much in the early phases, even though, You know, we're at CXL standard 2.0, moving into 3.0. There aren't any real solutions right now in production at the moment. So everybody's kind of looking at this technology. Everybody believes that this is the next wave that we want to hop onto. Um, What it provides is uh, tremendous in terms of, uh, you know, increasing memory capacities uh, with memory pooling, um, increasing access to accelerators, Uh, providing shared memory access and shared compute access. Will it require changes? Certainly it it will. And that's one of the big question marks that we have is what is the programming interfaces um, to these devices and how seamless would it be from the application layers, from the application tier and the database to be able to access these devices? And it's not just the programming capabilities of accessing it. What is the functionality that's actually going to deliver and can it also deliver on the performance that we need? So right now, you're accessing memory through these DRAM uh, DIMMs, and now we're going through um, a CXL interface, um, and that's going to add hundreds of nanoseconds to your, your latency. We don't know exactly what the performance implications really will be once we um, start evaluating against it. So those are a lot of you know the concerns that we have, performance, concerns about being able to program against these CXL devices. There's still an availability story about these devices. If you guys little memory spread across multiple nodes, one of those nodes goes down, how does that affect your application? So as a database company, obviously that matters. Availability is a, is a big factor uh, for us adopting newer technology. That being said, we're very excited about what CXL can deliver. Oracle as a background is always very quick to investigate and utilize uh, emerging technology. As an example, where Oracle was one of the first companies to start investigating and building technologies around Intel's uh, Optane Persistent Memory in full capacities. You know, We looked at this from expansion of memory for our database and memory product, where we can build a much larger column store by just using persistent memory without making any changes. There, Intel had a, a mode called Memory Mode, where you had a DRAM dim that sat in front of persistent memory dims to serve as a cache. Um, and so we can get the expansion of memory that persistent memory dims provided without a loss of performance because we got really good caching behaviors going through the DRAM dim. And the beauty behind that solution was that there were no changes that were needed in that particular case. Um, however, we also used Intel Optane's uh, technology in our X-Data storage nodes, where we use these persistent memories as, as again, for, for very fast, you know, access to uh, transactional data. So Oracle has always been on the forefront of uh, these emerging technologies, uh, both from the storage side and memory side, as well as on the compute side. As an example there, Oracle purchased Sun Microsystems, I don't know when, that was like early 2000s, or late 2000s, I think. One of the first things that Oracle did was try to, you know, engage with the hardware team to say, how do we build a new processor that is optimized for running a database queries? Um, how do we build some, some software in silicon, as we called it, to optimize, you know, query processing specifically for analytic workloads? And we built this accelerator called DAX. That was one of the first of its kind. Now you see these technologies used, for example, on Amazon with Aqua. But prior to that, Oracle had developed this as as a database accelerator. And so we, you know, Oracle wants to adopt these emerging technologies where it makes sense. And so that's what we're investigating with CXL technologies.
0: Now, from my time at Intel, I know the depth of collaboration between um, the Intel team and Oracle teams and really taking the most out of hardware and, and applying it to the database, and I'm sure you take the same approach with other infrastructure players. Tell me how that plays out in your mind in the CXL era, and you know where do you see the opportunity to engage, and, and what does that look like for collaborations with the ecosystem?
1: Right. That's a great question. So yes, we, we definitely want to collaborate very closely with chip vendors with very various, various different organizations that are building these cxl devices where we're interested in of course is looking out on behalf of our workloads our you know, analytic workloads our transactional workloads and making sure it makes sense to use with CXL technologies like with the uh, we pulling and sharing of of accelerators um so there again it's it's one of these things where we want to make sure that we can prove that the technology makes sense for example with memory pooling the concept is great you know there's this uh, thing called memory stranding which uh, there's a paper that was written recently that claimed something like 25 percent of memory is unused it's the memory stranding effect even when all of the cpu cores are rented out in a cloud you know data center environment um and so that's wasted uh, memory which means, you know, wasted dollars. And so, how do we, you know, better utilize and oversubscribe, if you will, memory? Now, that's where memory pooling, you know, comes into place, and that's where the the advantages are. However, um, are there other solutions that can address that problem? I mentioned oversubscription being being one of them. Another one is VM migration, being live VM migration if. A, a particular VM needs more memory, you know, go ahead and uh, migrate it at that point, pay the cost of doing it and migrate it to another server with, with more ma- memory capabilities. Normally what we see today, it's it's kind of a you know majority of it, a VM that needs to dynamically scale because of its workload is primarily a CPU, it needs to scale to get more CPU, necessarily more memory. And with VM migration, you can get both. You can get more memory, you can get more CPU. So that being said, again, uh, that's a very heavy cost. So how does that compare to expanding your memory allocation through a memory pool across multiple servers? That's something that we would work closely with chip vendors to understand, you know, where does it make sense? Um, A lot of these emerging technologies, you know, we get worried that, is this a solution in search of a problem or do we have a problem? And then hence finding a solution. Um, and that's something that having spent a lot of time here at Oracle, we spent a lot of time making sure that the technology fits the problems that we have and not just adopt the technology, just because it's the coolest, coolest thing on, on the horizon at the moment, the other thing was accelerators. So the you know, great thing about CXL is also that you have shared accelerators. You can offload your workloads to an accelerator attached to a CXL device. And that is also very interesting, but alternatives. And the question is which alternative which which solution is better? So an alternative to that is simply you know moving your workload to a server that has a lot more cores on it. These CPUs are becoming uh, cheaper and cheaper with more and more cores and a lot more and uh, 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 memory channels to uh, to access memory and get higher bandwidth. So which one's better? offloading work to an accelerator or offloading? work to a server with used with many, many cores, cheaper cores, ARM cores, for example.
0: When you look at your broad customer base, and I mean, Oracle is pretty much synonymous with database, so the customer base is very broad. What else do you see customers thinking about in terms of how they're applying their databases as we move into the AI era, and more customers are paying acute attention to the value of that data sitting in databases?
1: Yeah, I think customers are fundamentally thinking about costs. They, they obviously want to lower their costs, which is why a cloud solution makes a lot of sense. They're concerned about security, that this, this data is sitting out in the cloud. You know, they want to make sure that that data is secure uh, throughout all of the different tiers, storage and, and, and memory, in, uh, including. Especially when you talk about now memory pooling, you know, your data is sitting everywhere. They want to make sure that data is secure. I think that customers, again, along the lines of cost, want to make sure that they also are looking at simplicity. They don't want these complex solutions that will potentially add more and more cost to them in the long term in terms of, you know, maintenance and service. So, as I mentioned, Oracle... uh, is really big on this converged database story where it's a single database that supports a variety of different workloads. You don't need to have a specialized database for your specialized workloads. And of course, you know, performance is, is, is super important. Um, and that's where all of these technologies, whether it be for memory expansion or for accelerators, come into play. So I think customers are really looking for, for uh, better performance at lower costs and making sure it's secure.
0: That's fantastic. I think that those statements resonate with everything we've heard at the conference in terms of the core capabilities that customers are looking for. One final question for you before we leave. I'm sure we've piqued folks' interest about what Oracle is doing in the in-memory database arena. Where can folks find out more about the Oracle database and the the, the solution portfolio that you're delivering both on-prem and in the cloud? And connect with your team
1: yep absolutely so uh, you can do a search online you can search for oracle database in memory and you will find a lot of websites there with different blogs and web pages on our, on our technologies and way to contact us you can also reach out directly to me on linkedin at shashank chivan and I'll, I'll be happy to communicate with you LinkedIn.
0: Shashank, thanks so much for being on the program today. It was great talking to you. Thanks for taking some time out of the conference.
1: Great. Thank you for having me, also awesome. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for joining The Tech Arena. Subscribe and engage at our website, thetecharena.net. All content is copyrighted by The Tech Arena.